0: Hey guys, what's up? JR here. Uh welcome to another episode, episode 2 of One Man's Triumph Through Life. Um first of all, let me say uh thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for um just sharing, thank you for just basically listening in, you know, and um giving me the platform, you know, to share my story uh with you guys. You know, I thank you for all the output Um, the reach outs. um, I thank you for uh, just emailing me, uh, messaging me, DMing me, um, you know, and and let me know you guys story or um, just encouraging me to keep going. You know, um, that's the most important part to me, you know, just receiving that encouragement from you guys, you know, and uh, just continue going, you know. So, um, yeah, let's uh, jump right back into it. Um, I think I left off last um, episode talking about how I moved to South Central L.A., you know, and um, uh, not moved to South Central L.A., but moved to a certain spot in South Central L.A. Um, I believe it was off of uh, Manchester and Broadway where we were staying, you know, and um, this time, you know, when we're staying there, all of us were back together all the brothers and sisters, and my mom had got us pretty much all back, you know. My mom got, uh, you know, my oldest sisters and um, my brother um, back from my grandmother, and she got me and my younger brother uh, back out of foster care. So we were finally back together during this time. I think I was like eight or nine years old, you know. Um, Things I remember staying here was just you know, obviously, like the gang violence um, that stayed across the street, the different shootings that would go on, you know, different things like that, you know, but there was also good times as well, you know, and so um, I remember, you know, playing with my sister, my sister that's a year older than me, you know, Um, I remember just, you know, she dragging me into her room, opening up her toy chest and forcing me to play with her dolls. Basically, that's what she was. She was always playing with Barbies. That was her thing. Barbies, Barbies all day, every day. So she would be Barbie and um, (laughs) she'll force me to be Ken, you know, and so um, we'd be right there, you know, in the room playing Barbie and Ken and whatnot, man. And so um, I remember those days, man. And um, those are special days, days, days that I got to bond with my older sister and Um, you know, we grew, we grew closer together during those days, you know? And so, um, yeah, and all my brothers and sisters did, man, you know, we would be running in the backyard, you know, getting into fights, um, driving my mom crazy. You know, I think during that time it was real hard on my mom because it was her first time of actually having us all together. So I think it was stressful for her. You know, and um we had an uncle, you know, um Uncle Sean. <laughs> um my uncle was he was strict, you know. Growing up, uncle was strict, man, and um whenever we would do something bad, moms would call up Unc and be like, Hey, like you know, these kids over here acting up, you know, and so everybody knew man, once Moms got on the phone with Uncle Sean, it was a rap. <laughs> It was a wrap. She'll yell at us, tell us, go to the room. And then we'll just be sitting in the room, like, just waiting. Because we knew Uncle Sean was about to pull up, you know. And so um, that, you know, that I remember, you know. And Uncle Sean, he had come. And he started yelling at us, go outside. Get that switch off the tree, you know. And so we'd be taking our time. We'd go outside and start pulling the little leaves off the little switch branch. And then we'd bring it in there. You know, and then obviously he disciplined us, you know, and uh, we hated getting whoopings by Uncle Sean, man, you know, but behind Uncle Sean's punishments, you know, it was all love. You know, he knew that we didn't have fathers there and anything like that. And so I think he did his best to help his sister, you know, discipline the kids and if not discipline, you know, show love also. You know, I remember days when we would go to Uncle Sean's house during 4th of July and it'd be popping. You know, Uncle Sean had all the fireworks, all the fireworks, man. And, um, you know, I remember those days, you know, we had fun. We'd come over there, eat candy, barbecue, just playing with all of our cousins, you know, while it all popped off at Uncle Sean's house on the 4th of July. So that was um, for us during that time, Uncle Sean was like the only male figure in our life you know um as far as like our fathers and them not being there you know um my mom during the time was uh dating um my brother's uh father you know his name was uh I'm not gonna share any names but um my younger brothers my two youngest brothers father you know my mom was dating him and uh so much stuff i remember about this dude um but never pretty much anything positive you know um the stuff that happened there on broadway kind of changed me you know um with this guy you know um Uh, first story i remember that stands out the most is one day uh We were in the house and my sister, my sister was in the kitchen. She was uh, doing dishes and whatnot. And um, I remember being in the living room while my sister was in the kitchen. I remember my mom, had told her, you know, before my mom got back from the store, she wanted her to clean the kitchen. So my sister was in the kitchen. I believe she was washing the dishes and stuff like that. And so um, I remember, you know, seeing Mark, the guy or whatever, you know come out uh, of his room, you know, and so he went into the kitchen, you know, and he was standing behind my sister. I couldn't see exactly what he was doing, but I seen him kind of lean over a little bit, you know, and my sisters kind of have this. Look on her face, like irritated look or whatever you know, and so I didn't pay much attention to it, you know during the time I was young, I think I was watching t v in the living room, or something you know cartoons or whatever, so I definitely didn't pay nothing much attention to it so but uh, yeah, later on that day, um I remember seeing my sister down, you know, not really like, Hey, you know, let's play dolls or something like that, and she you know, and she was always ready to play dolls, she was always down to play you know, with her dolls and accessorize and different things like that. So um when I seen her face, it was kind of it was it threw me off, you know. And so my mom came home during this time and, um, you know, she was like, go to the car. We got to go somewhere, you know. And so me and my sister, I remember uh, we went to the car and stuff. And so um my sister got in the car and she was quiet, you know, and so. And she looked at me and, like, she had tears in her eyes, you know. And so I'm like, sis, what's up? I'm like, you know, what's wrong? Why are you crying? You know, and she she looks at me and she says, such and such touched me, you know. And so I looked at her and I was like, what do you mean? You know, I'm still not knowing I'm young, you know. And I'm like, what do you mean? She, she said, he touched me in a bad way, you know. And so first thing that came to my head was you got to tell mom, you know, you got to tell mom, you got to tell mom. And my sister, I remember she was so scared. She started crying. She was like, I don't want to tell her. I don't want to tell her. And so I was like, yeah, you got to tell her, you know? And so I basically, I was just emotionally, you know, just being that support for my sister and really not knowing because of the age I was. So my mom comes back to the car and, um, my sister's sister and she um she tells my mom she tells my mom like hey you know such and such um put his hands on me you know and my mom lost it my mom lost it you know usually you get kind of mixed feelings you get you know and my mom but before she lost it she looked at my sister and was like are you sure are you sure you know and my mom my sister's like, yeah, I'm sure. And so my mom went back into the house and confronted him. You know, I remember that. And we kind of stayed outside a little bit. I don't know if my mom told us to stay outside or she was just so angry, she rushed inside. And um, I remember hearing the yelling, you know, um, him raising his voice and stuff. And then I just hear shatter, you know, and I'm looking through the screen because during that time we had a screen door and I see my mom kind of fly across the room a little bit, you know, and fall. I don't know if he punched her. I don't know if he, you know, pushed her or whatever it was, but he definitely was, you know, that was one of the first times I remember him putting his hands on my mom, you know, and so he, he, um, put his hands on my mom, you know, he hit her and whatnot. And so, my mom did what my mom does and she called family you know and so I think it was my uncles my cousin I can't remember you know which cousin it was but he came over and ended up putting hands on him you know came in where he at told my mom to get out the house told everybody get out the house and I just remember hearing crashing noise or whatever you know and so whatever cousin it was went in there and you know basically did what cousins do you know and uh so yeah And, you know, that day was real tough. That day was real tough because, you know, what had happened with my sister, you know. And so, but my mom, I give my mom all the credit in the world because she wasn't one of the moms that stood back and was like, you know, I'm not going to believe you or anything like that. She just took action, you know. And um, so, yeah, that's um, one of those moments. You know, and my sister, you know, I don't know if she ever really got over it, you know, Um, I think she kind of suppressed it and held it down inside of um, inside of her, you know, and never really uh, spoke any much more about it after that day, you know, and um, so, yeah, that was a tough situation, you know. And, um, but we had good days too, you know, the good days is my auntie, Tanya, she lived right around the corner, not too far, you know, and I remember going over there with my cousins, you know, Martel, Tania, Ashley, you know, um, outside running around, riding bikes. I remember uh, my uncle Ed, (laughs) my uncle Ed would chase us up and down the street, up and down the street, you know, and I was always the first one getting caught, bro, because I was overweight. (laughs) I was overweight, I was this little chubby, little eight-year-old and stuff, you know, and I swore Uncle Ed couldn't catch me, you know, and so, um, you know, and I'll be pushing him, pushing him, and then Uncle Ed, take off, chasing us down the street, and Martel be gone, (laughs) and um, I was always the first one um, getting caught, man, you know, and so uh, Martel got to come back and rescue me and save me type thing, you know, so there was definitely good days too, man, it wasn't all just dark and gloomy over there. You know, um, and so that's what I appreciated the most, you know, Um, those little moments, the happy moments. Those is what I remember it most. But, you know, that one tragic moment really was tough, you know. And so anyway, uh, moving on until I was like, I believe the time I was like nine and a half. I was nine and a half and um, my mom one day had up and left. When she up and left, she left with Mark, you know. And so I remember her being gone for a long time that day and never really coming back. And so me and my brothers and my sisters were wondering, like, hey, where's mom? You know, because it was getting dark out and whatnot. And so we were hungry, you know, and I know moms when moms was good. She was there. She always fed us. You know, we never missed a meal. My mom always fed us, never missed a meal you know, um, whatever it was that she was cooking, you know, and so this particular day, she didn't return, you know, and so it became like day two, nobody knows where she was, didn't return. Day three, we were starving, you know, we were still eating, doing the best we could with, I think my sister, (laughs) I don't know if my sister, my sister's probably gonna get me for this, but I remember my sister, Quita, um, Shay, she tried to, uh, Make mac and and cheese for all of us. out the blue box. It was a blue box, and I don't think she put any milk. <laughs> I don't think she put any butter. I don't think she put nothing, bro. And she was forcing us to eat it. I was like, Hey, this, this, this is nasty, man. <laughs> but she was doing her best. You feel me? Like she was just doing her best to help feed us. You know, <laughs> even though she didn't know what she was doing. You know, I um, I. I say thank you to her for for just, you know, stepping up and doing her a small part. My brother Mar, you know, he obviously had a major part. He we I remember we went through the whole entire house flipping over pillows under the couches looking for pennies, nickels, everything, anything we can find in that house. My brother was looking for it. He even went in his own little personal stash and took his money out, man. And I remember he walked to the it was a liquor store right there on the corner of Manchester. And um, he uh, would go and get packages of noodles. And he went to get noodles. I remember that. And he brought them back and he just cooked noodles for the whole family. I remember we were happy, you know, because we hadn't eaten in about two days, you know, and he brought those noodles back and we were grubbing, you know? Um, so I do remember that about my big brother, you know, um, that was his part and him doing his part in that situation. And my oldest sister, she wasn't staying with us at the time. I think she was off into college, you know, but she knew what was going on and she did her best. And I think she reached out to my uncle Sean and my uncle Sean, you know, um, got word of it. You know, and so we were in that house, I can say, for at least about a week without my mom returning, you know, and so I remember the day she returned, though she came, and um we I knew I'd never seen my mom on drugs, I'd never seen her on drugs, but the moment when I seen my mom that day when she came, I looked at her face, and I can like tell my mom was different, you know. Like, she was weird, but I couldn't explain it, you know, and I remember hearing my brother saying, oh, yeah, she's on drugs, you know, and so I looked at my mom, like, mom, you know, and she was, what, you know, gave me a look, and um, I was like, that's not my mom, you know, that's not my mom, and so um, that's what I remember, you know, seeing her when she came back home. You know, and so my Uncle Sean um, got word of it and the news spread it pretty, pretty fast. And so all my brothers and sisters, we were still together except my oldest sister. And so I remember Cortez being old enough, you know, to be on his own. I don't know where he went, but he went to stay in LA. You know, uh, my sister uh, Shay, I think it was time for her to go off to college already. I think she was completing high school if not already in college, so she, you know, I don't know where she went to stay, I think she went to go stay with my oldest sister, I'm not sure, you know, and then Toya, which is a year older than me, my closest sister, that, you know, all that stuff had happened to her, she went to stay in San Diego with auntie, you know, we had auntie that stayed out there, you know, and uh, my, one of my youngest brothers during the time, Marquise, he went to go stay out there with her, you know, and she took them in and stuff like that, and so um we appreciate that. You know, and for me and my two brothers, you know, me, Jamel, Jamal, you know, it was back into the system we had to go. You know, but we didn't go directly into foster care. So what had happened was, my uncle Sean shared this story with a lady. a very 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 special lady named linda you know um and she would soon go by the name of nana you know and so uncle sean picked us up this one night i remember it was raining it was raining it was pouring down raining you know we're sitting in the back of uncle sean's truck and uncle sean driving us and He's going he's He's constantly telling us we're gonna be alright, you know. And I remember being scared, and then thinking in my head like, I kind of been here before, you know. So it's gonna be okay, you know. Back into the system we go, you know. And um, so my nana, um, Uncle Sean drove us to Nana's house, and um, it was quite a drive. I don't remember how long it was. I might have dozed off, man. But my Uncle Sean was like, "We here." You know, and so we all, me and my brothers, we look up and uh, we (laughs) see the garage door opening, you know. And if any of y'all that are listening, remembering anything about Valley View and Nana, she had that white garage, you know. And so that was the first time I laid eyes on that white garage and it opened up. And I remember this sweet lady coming out, you know, and with a big old smile on her face, bro. Big old smile on her face and was like you know, come on, boys, come on, it's okay, you know, y'all home, you know, and so I didn't know what that meant, you know, I definitely didn't know what it meant, but I remember seeing my Nana's face, you know, and how happy she was, bro, and um, yeah, that really, that really did a lot, you know, and so um, we uh, got out the car, you know, and we started to grab our bags and things like that, and um, yeah. So that's that story right there. I'm just gonna stop right here. You know, that story right there, what I'm about to ch- share, uh means a lot to me. Um I haven't really got through that part yet of my life, you know, and so I definitely gotta sit down and do some deep, deep soul searching because for that next episode is gonna be real deep, you know, and anybody that knows me personally you know, that, are, that knows my brothers personally, you know, us three, you know, we have quite some stories about living on Valley View, you know, and so that's for my next episode, you know, and um, I thank you guys so far for listening, you know, I thank you guys for your support, man, I thank you guys for, um, like I said in the beginning, just um, giving me the, the feedback, you know, and um, just giving Thank you guys for listening and giving me that platform to share my story. You know, like I mentioned, I'm no longer afraid, you know. And so I I do want to share this one story before I go. Um, This past week, I got a phone call and it wasn't an awkward number or anything like that. It was a phone call from my mom, you know. And so I was coming out the gym or whatever. I hadn't even left the parking lot yet, you know, my phone rung and stuff. I was like, oh, mom's just calling me, you know. And so, um, you know, me and my mom have a great, great, great relationship now that I'm older. You know, I'll first say that, you know. So she called me and she was like, hey, son, you know, and I can hear it in her voice that it was a little off. And so I was like, what's up, mom? You know, and she started to talk about, you know, little stuff that didn't really matter, but she came back to it She said I heard your podcast And right then and there My heart dropped My heart dropped because I didn't want my mom To hear the podcast just yet You know And so You know my heart definitely dropped She's like yeah you know um, Somebody in the family sent it to me Forwarded it to me you know And so I was scared You know I was like oh god You know what is my mom gonna say You know Um, But in a way, I was relieved also because I was like, it's out in the open with my mom and I don't really got to hide behind it anymore type thing, you know. And so, But my mom, man, my mom broke down crying on the phone, you know, and all she kept saying was, I'm sorry, son, I'm sorry, son, you know, apologizing to me, you know, and it touched me because that was the first time I heard my mom apologize, you know. But I wasn't deeply, deeply hurt by it because I had already forgiven my mom. You know, I had forgiven my mom a long time ago just because I been through it, you know, and you guys are going to find out in the next episodes, you know, what I mean by being through it, you know. So I knew where my mom was coming from. She was coming from a place of hurt. So I understood that. You know, and um, the reason I understood that was because of the stuff that I had been through that matured me, you know, and that shaped me, you know. And so I understood my mom, you know, and I, I'm not going to cap, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I started crying, too, on the phone, you know, but I assured my mom that it was OK that, you know, your son, your baby boy, you know, that went through those struggles is not just the same baby boy anymore and that's why I'm brave enough to share this story now, you know, and so we had a heart to heart, you know, me and my mom, and I felt like a huge weight was lifted off, you know, and so I'm, um, I, like I said, I thank you guys, I feel more and more freedom, you know, the more I continue to share, you know, and um, I appreciate you guys with all my heart, and, and um, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode, you know, um, we're going to pick up where we left off, you know, and uh, continue to inbox me, continue to reach out to me, continue to uh, share different stories that you guys have, you know, as well. And I thank you guys for listening, you know, and let's continue to uplift and inspire one another, you know. So thank you so much. um, and God bless. Tune in to the next episode. Be blessed, guys. Thank you. Bye.